0: You are listening to the Women's Health Practitioner Podcast. I am Dr. Sarah Wilson, naturopathic doctor, business owner, and practice mentor, and I am on a mission to change how women access healthcare and to change the lives and businesses of the practitioners who are delivering that healthcare on the women's health practitioner podcast we are going to dive into the latest evidence that you need to know to provide your patients with the highest standard protocols we are also going to talk about business principles mindset challenges and all of the things that are holding you back from giving yourself and your patients the best possible experience I cannot wait to dive into the behind the scenes of how I support and educate both my patients and practitioners and bring you the latest and greatest in things that you need to know to thrive and to help your patients to do the same. Sit back, relax, enjoy the listen, and I cannot wait to hear from you in the reviews and also on Instagram. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's Wonderful episode of the Women's Health Practitioner podcast. Um, At the time of this recording, I will be in the beautiful British Columbia, um, really just looking around and scouting out where our BC clinic will be. So if you are looking on the instas, I'm sure that I will be talking about it at that time. Uh, But this is something that I really haven't talked about too, too much online. Um, I internally and in a lot of my groups, which are my close circles, I talk very openly about the fact that my mission is to change healthcare in Canada for women and how they access that and also change the lives of the practitioners who are delivering that healthcare. And so this podcast is obviously about the latter. It's about helping you guys to be excellent in your practices, whether that's excellent in research, excellent in systems, excellent in efficiencies, excellent at operations, excellent at patient communication. It's really the intention of my podcast moving forward and all of my courses is to provide a really holistic place to focus on developing yourself as a practitioner and developing yourself into the practitioner that you want to be. But I haven't talked extensively about the fact that we are growing very quickly. Um, We have two locations currently in Ontario. Um, We will hopefully have a third one um, open in Q1 2023. We are also looking into potentially two other clinics um, later in kind of Q3, Q4 in 2023 in Ontario. And we're looking at at least one, if not more clinics in BC. So we're growing really quickly. And I love business as much as I love naturopathic medicine. I love effective protocols, and I also love massively supportive and efficient systems. Um, And so that is a component of the courses that are included in what I announced, which is the Women's Health, uh, the Certified Women's Health Practitioner. So if you're interested in getting access to a course where you are getting the foundational components of what you need to know to treat your patient in the world of women's health, but you're also really struggling with burnout and exhaustion and systems and all of that kind of stuff, um, then definitely make sure you check out some of our courses. The Holistic Practitioner Growth System specifically includes business tips, mindset tips and tricks, um, in addition to all of the core physiology right? We're talking about insulin resistance. We're talking about hormones and mitochondrial function. We're talking about the immune system. We're talking about the gastrointestinal tract. Um, We're talking about how all of those things come together within psychoneuroimmunology, right? Within metabolic endotoxemia. And then how those things play out in conditions is what we talk about in Advanced Women's Therapeutics. So it's really comprehensive. It's walking you through How to make health simple and how to take the chaos out of the diagnosis we're making and the treatment care plans we're making. Health can really be simplified. And honestly, the longer I get in practice and the more that I treat patients the more I believe this to be true. This can be so much more simple than you're making it. And business is the same. It can be so much more streamlined and simple and rewarding than you are making it. So I just wanted to preface today's conversation with that statement um, because again, I don't hear people talk about that often enough. And even for me, I'll I'll say this before we jump into the episode, um, I clearly could talk forever, but even for me, in this world of developing a very significant business, focusing on naturopathic medicine and focusing on women's health, um, I have reached out to so many mentors and so many people and really looked for support and frequently have come up um, with people kind of putting their hands in the air and saying, I have no idea where to guide you for assistance in this area, in this profession. Um, But you could talk to someone who is in a completely different profession and see what they have to say. So from that place, I'm also just really passionate about Naturopathic medicine demanding excellence and really pushing for excellence in business as well as excellence in care. But foundationally, I will always say you need to be good at your job first to build a successful business. And that's why I started with the physiology, and that's why I will always be the foundation of what I do. Because if you can build a business by referral, if you can keep patients because you're excellent at your job, all of your marketing efforts, everything else will pay off. So, Alas, <laughs> today um, one of the biggest questions that I got in this launch that we are currently still in. So if you're interested in learning more about the Certified Women's Health Practitioner Program, um, then please reach out to me. You can either email us hello at naturopathicmentorship.com or DM me Dr. Sarah underscore ND um, on Instagram. We can answer all of your questions, but one of the biggest questions that I got was just kind of what's involved and what's behind the scenes. um, And how do I teach some of these concepts? It's really easy to understand how someone teaches on insulin resistance and how someone teaches on supporting the gut microbiome, right? But it's sometimes more difficult to conceptualize how someone teaches on concepts like what I call the itty bitty shitty committee, right? Where there's something going on in all different aspects and we don't know how to bring it together. So... Very exciting. Today I decided to release the first part of one of my courses just so you could get a taste of how we are talking about some of these different components. So keep in mind I'm not going to release the very specifics I talk about with how to interpret blood work and what blood work should be done. I'm not going to release the specifics on what supplements should be considered in these different presentations. Um, that is treatment treatment. Advice, We all know that, right? So I cannot be (laughs) releasing that public where patients could take that and run with it. Um, So please keep in mind, all of those components are also included in this course. But I just wanted to give you a bit of an overview on kind of how I'm navigating different subjects to see if it feels like a good fit for you. So, I hope that you guys enjoy um, listening to this little section, and I hope that you have a beautiful day. Like I said, reach out to us, ask any questions you have. Uh, But without further ado, here is today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connections. I am so excited for this program. Foundations is a baby of mine, right? I'm so excited to be able to bring these pieces into the world in terms of to be able to help you guys understand the pieces of the puzzle that I put together to get the results that I get from my patients. And that I've seen so many other practitioners get as well. So I hope you've been applying it and I hope you've been loving it. And now we're really diving in to how it's all connected. And these are the this is the piece of me that gets so excited because I love connecting the dots. I love putting the pieces together. I really foundationally so deeply enjoy when all the pathways come together and it's like, bam, okay, this is the outcome. This is the patient in front of you. And that's what we are doing in Connections. So I cannot wait to dive into this content. So today we are diving into the Itty bitty shitty committee, right? The patient who comes in, who has a little bit going on in every area. I can feel very overwhelming as a clinician because they're just throwing everything at you and you're like, oi, 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 okay, ninja, (laughs) right? But it foundationally comes back to an axis, right? It comes back to a couple aspects of health that we need to treat. And if you're not getting results with this type of patient, there's very specific reasons why, and we're gonna walk through that in this lecture today. So I'm gonna talk to you about a concept that I call the triangles of health. It is really the construct through which I think about pretty much every case that comes into my office. And it's been a game changer for me in terms of just simplifying the whole process, right? Which can feel so overwhelming and so complex. We're going to talk about insulin, mitochondrial function, hormones, and how interconnected all of those pieces are because they foundationally really are, they are the pieces of the puzzle when it comes to the itty bitty shitty committee. And then we're going to talk about treatments and assessments and labs and really put the pieces of the puzzle to start this program off on the right foot to give you an empowered beginning to be like okay these are my labs this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to navigate it with that though we also need to talk at the next level about connecting dots and about what is happening and what is going into symptoms before we even get there because we've all heard this right you have a hormone you have a receptor right? The hormone binds the receptor. You can see here, then we get the stimulus, goes into the bloodstream, then we get the target cell, we get the response, it feeds back. But that's not necessarily how it's working with your patients, especially in the context of the itty bitty shitty committee. And so I really want to talk about that because we're going to talk about labs today. We're going to talk about a lot of these different components, but what happens when the labs don't match your patient? What happens when you are seeing, okay, the stimulus is there, the hormone is there, everything should be working, but you're not getting the outcome. You're not getting the feedback response. You're not getting what you expect. And so I want to start this whole conversation with the understanding that this is a huge component of connections. It's a huge component of your patient practice because when you're beating your head against that wall, right, that's when we need to look at receptor function. And it's not something that's talked about a lot. And it's an aspect of physiology that we are so deeply underestimating in today's day and age, we have so many resistances. We have insulin resistance, we have progesterone resistance. We... Like we literally are in a pool of oxidative stress and chemicals and we don't have healthy cellular membranes we're seeing aging at a rapid rate we're seeing all of these different things and we're starting to ask questions why in the medical literature and we're finding the answers right so i think it's really important to look at this oxidative stress pathway here right and just to show that we have these metabolic stressors we have inflammatory stressors right so we've got inflammation we've got insulin and high glucose levels. And we have reacti- reactive oxygen species and free fatty acids. That's why we're measuring all of these things, right? They are having impacts on the mitochondria back and forth. But then we're also seeing that we're getting misfolded proteins. We're getting hormones that do not look proper, do not act proper. And we're getting, this is an example of insulin resistance, but we're getting changes in receptor function. And this is happening with every hormone. This is happening in every receptor hormone connection. And it's really important to remember that as we go through this. Because like I said, there are going to be so many situations where the cofactor is missing, where there's increased oxidative stress, where we don't have the right lipids in the membrane. And we're going to see this as manifestations of symptoms that don't make sense or don't add up. It's not in your patient's head. You need to understand how this physiology works. And so I just really wanted you to recognize the susceptibility of all of these cascades because it is going to have a huge impact on these types of IBSC presentations and the connections to all of our tissues. So I just want to start there because it really, again, I can't underestimate how important it is. So then we get into what is the itty, bitty, shitty committee, right? It's the patients who just, you just want to be like, are you sure it's not all in your head, right? Like there's something everywhere. So this is what we're looking at, right? It's a critical part of the intake to be going through. And again, we've talked briefly about these things, but to be looking at patients who are just not feeling like themselves, they've got brain fog. They've got mood changes. They have, they're have, they feeling triggered on edge. They can't get control of how they're feeling. They have weight gain. They have weight loss resistance. They have digestive issues. They've got hair loss and they have early graying and skin changes and aches and pains. The list is there, right? And we're also seeing these kind of hypothalamic pituitary dysfunctions on a low level everywhere. It's just like TSH is suppressed, but the hormones are low. FSH and LH are low and the hormones are low. Like we see it all over the place. And it's this general state of like, we're not good. And it's a protective mechanism. To be completely honest, all of our protective mechanisms are kicking in to be like, something's happening here. She's not healthy and we need to get to the bottom of it. Um, And so it's such an important symptom picture to really get your mind around. Because when we're looking at it, it all comes down to the process. Like I said, the triangles of health. So our job as clinicians is to take these symptoms and to pull out, because not every patient's going to have each one, right? Some patients might have really heavy periods, severe PMS. Other patients are going to have more gut manifestations and pain manifestations. It's going to be different for every person. So the reason it's different for every person is because of how it intersects on these triangles. So all of our triangles have three points, Yes. Right. So that means they can interact on multiple axes. You have insulin and hormones, right? You have insulin interacting with mitochondria and then you have mitochondria and hormonal connections. So our job is to figure out which one of these processes is dominating. Our job is to look foundationally and say, you know what, this insulin is triggering their hormonal axis. And so we need to treat those two things. Because keep in mind, what's really important here is that we have to be treating multiple parts. If you just look at insulin, assuming that mitochondria and hormones are going to improve, that's not necessarily the case. But if you treat insulin and hormones, the mitochondria will improve. Right? So what I have found, and this is clinical, this is what I have found in practice is that we really, really need to be treating at two points of the triangle. Otherwise you're not going to get the results that you expect. And it can make a really, really, really huge difference in the patient's experience of care and the timeline as well. I also put on here that there's a very strong connection between insulin neurotransmitters and hormones and the immune system, mitochondria and insulin. So we're going to be talking about these other ones as we move forward, but a really big one is what we're going to start with here today. So when it comes to the assessment of our patients, again, as I emphasized before, it can feel overwhelming because you're like... You feel like you're just getting symptom after symptom after symptom. And these patients as well, keep in mind, can be, not always, but can be the patients that are overlooked by the medical system in a really significant way, right? So you might be the first person to hear them and they could eat that up and be like, I need to be here for three hours to tell you everything that's going on. And so that is where I outline this just to give you... (laughs) information about where to go next, what to think about. And then the most important thing here too is how much information do you give this patient? I get that question all the time. How much information? Am I overwhelming them? Am I underwhelming them? I want them to know that I know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to give them so much information that they leave overwhelmed and don't take action because that's a very fine line, which is also where I find the triangles are very, very important. So an in-depth intake is really important, but as I've mentioned before, you can do that in the context of a really in-depth intake form you don't need to be having those talked conversations right you don't need to have a patient in your office for three hours to get the information and to allow them to feel legitimized you can do that through your intake form that they're filling in in advance right that they're coming into your office with all of this information present and they're saying okay fantastic. This is what we need to work on. And then you pick out the critical aspects. So it's just, it's really helpful there. But when the patient comes in, when I see that this is what's happening, I always say to them, listen, this is a very real thing. And today I'm going to walk you through why you feel like you're falling apart from multiple different directions. I'm really foundationally going to give you the opportunity to get to know your body and to get to understand how these things." are based on physiology, right? How these things are really enzymatically controlled. They're hormonally controlled. It's not an accident in any way, shape, or form. It's not an accident that you feel like this. It's not all in your head. This is very much in your body. And we are going to fully and thoroughly explore that. So then I take them through understanding using the triangles. So I will say to them, I will walk patients through and I will explain them, okay, this is what's going on from an insulin perspective. These are all of the pieces of the puzzle that seem to be explained by insulin. Because remember, we don't have labs at this point yet and then these are the pieces of the puzzle that just seem to be explained by your hormones or your mitochondria, and so when you map that out and you say, this is what a mitochondria is, this is what your hormones are, this is what insulin is, and this is how they are connected, that immediately puts the patient in a position of power, right, because they can see that, and they're like, okay, so what we're gonna do is work on hormones and insulin, and then that's going to improve my neurotransmitters, and it's going to improve my mitochondria, Yes, right? And so we don't necessarily need to be using the word neurotransmitters, right? You can say it'll improve your mood. We don't necessarily need to say mitochondria if the patient's not at that level. You can say your energy and essentially the powerhouse of your cell, the ability for your body to make hormones and regulate its immune system all comes back to these components, right? Which is your immune system and your insulin and your uh, mitochondria and your hormones or whatever aspect of the triangles you're working on foundationally. So I draw it out for patients and I'll write their symptoms, right? So I'll be like, okay, here's a couple things related to insulin. Here's a couple things here. Here's a couple things here. This is a triangle. This is how they're connected. And so we're going to intersect here and here so that we are working on every aspect and they can visualize that. They can see that. And then I do find it legitimizes things as opposed to being like, and this is working on 5 alpha reductase. 5 alpha reductase does this. I'm like, insulin causes you to have higher levels of very potent male sex hormones. End of story, right? That's the insulin hormonal connection. So people can visualize that. And I think it's really, really helpful for them to see because then when I say, okay, we need to test these hormones and we need to test this insulin and your free fatty acids, they're going to be like, okay, I totally understand why that's happening right? There's no objection. There. It's like, yes, I want that information too, because I want to know which aspect of the triangle you need to intersect on. So drawing that out can be very, very, very helpful piece. Okay. And then the key piece to this as well is generally what's going to happen is when you're intersecting on two of these timelines. So we go through, we do the intake, we do the labs. You pretty much have an idea of what's happening. So you start some treatment. That patient should start to feel better within two weeks when you're starting the right treatment. Then you get your labs in and you say, wonderful. Takes about three months to see big changes in hormones, but insulin changes can happen in as little as two weeks. So my expectation is that now you're going to see changes, in a couple of weeks, they're going to kind of improve and improve and improve, really see big differences at a month. Three months from then, you're going to see the manifestation of that in your hormones in a big way. You're going to see small changes the whole time, but in a big way at that three month mark. Now your job is to come in at that three month mark and reassess Okay. So now I see that these symptoms are much more present in the mitochondrial aspect. So we haven't worked on that directly. So now we need to do some cleanup work from a mitochondrial perspective. Otherwise what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We talked about this increased reactive oxygen species are going to feed back and worsen insulin and hormones again. And the patient clamped down, stuck again. Right. So we need to come in and say, okay, we have worked on these two pieces of the triangle. Now it's really important to wrap up this other one. Otherwise, we're going to get back into that space. So I hope that makes sense. It's just that reassessment key piece is key in terms of assessing for vulnerabilities and preventing them from going back to that space. It's also a really good patient education tool to say, listen, if you're experiencing X, Y, Z symptoms, it probably means you need to come in sooner. So, that we can clean up that. Or it means that, for example, now we're stuck in a little bit of a mitochondrial immune pathway, right? That's become much more present. So, we're gonna step in and take care of that and work on that. So, this is just to help you contextualize what's happening. So, then when we are assessing, right? our loops of dysfunction. Again, this picture is just so helpful. We're going back to looking at these pieces. So because today we're talking about this middle one, we need to look at metabolic assessments. We need to look at hormonal assessments and we need to see what we're going to do from a mitochondrial standpoint. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would love a review because that is how more people find out about us and ultimately get well. If you are a medical practitioner and you're interested in taking one of my courses to learn how to implement these research strategies, see naturopathicmentorship.com. If you're a patient, we have a couple of options. I can try to hook you up with one of my trained practitioners, or alternatively, if you have a practitioner you love, I do offer one-on-one consults about your case to support that practitioner in learning further. For more information on these strategies, see the show notes. And finally, if you just want to keep in touch, I am always active on Instagram and Facebook, and I look forward to connecting with you there. Have a great day and be well.